You are listening to the Amodamar podcast. In this series, Amoda explores her essential teaching through conversation and excerpts from interviews and events. To find out more about events and to sign up for her newsletter, go to www.amodamar.com. Please subscribe, comment and share if this podcast moves you. And if you feel called to donate, please go to the website. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Okay, greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Amodamar podcast. As they like to say in America, it's been a bit. That means it's been a long time since we've done one. I think I can't even remember what the last one was, Amoda. So <clears throat> it's all gone. It's all in the past. Amoda's been to California. We did a, uh, a short retreat and uh, we've both been very ill and yada, yada. So uh, we're pleased to be back and we um, we are going to have hopefully a juicy conversation today about Tantra and non-duality. But before I launch into in the inquiry, I would like to say hello to Amoda and welcome her to her own podcast. Hello, Amoda. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. <laughs> Nice to see you again. It's, it's been a bit. Yes. So, okay. So here's, here's a, a little bit of, uh, not background, but why this is, has arisen. We, Amoda and I are, are putting on, um, seven week meditation series, the Tantra of life starting in, I think it's June. I can't remember the date of it. 23. June 23. And, um, it's the third year we've put it on. And, and of, of the courses that we do, the programs that we do, this is one of the most, uh, juicy and, um, uh, kind of visceral, if you like, uh, the meditation series. And so we were discussing this and talking about it and thought, Tantra and non-duality. What a great subject. What a great, inquiry this will be and so because Amoda's got experience of of both I have a little bit but certainly Amoda has so we thought we would open it up and have a discussion about Amoda's particular experience of tantra and non-duality are they different are they the same within the context of non-dual teaching where does tantra sit what is the relationship maybe between, funny, between Tantra and non-duality? Are they in opposition? Which to some people, they're in big opposition, I, I think, to others, not so much. Are they in opposition or are they possibly two sides of a coin? So we're going to open it up a little bit and uh, see if we can shed some light on this, these, these, these hot words of Tantra and non-duality. Amoda, that was a rambling introduction to to uh to what we're what we're gonna dive into. So is there enough there to to throw at you and to 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 open the discussion up for exploration? <clears throat> Absolutely. Um we can we can start 
the, the, the conversation with just looking at Tantra and non-duality from a, mm, let's call it conventional understanding or a, even dare I say a mainstream understanding, um, because they do seem to be very different paths. Um, when one says the tantric path, uh, perhaps immediately it conjures up images and ideas and understandings and concepts about Tantra, usually as a sexual practice. Um, or something to do with the body, through the senses, through the chakras, uh, through yogic practices, through, like I say, sexual practices, through breath practices. It seems to involve the, the physical form. Um, to, to reach enlightenment. Yes. To reach uh, enlightenment, to uh, yes, all, all of this sort of higher consciousness, uh, essentially to go beyond duality. But that's not the first thing that comes to 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 mind, if you like, um, when one says tantra, um, and then you <laughs> right. <laughs> so so then. Well, everything gets dumbed down eventually, doesn't it? Let's face it. Well, yes, I, I put the word Tantra on one of our Facebook um, uh, posts to, to circulate as an ad for uh, <laughs> promoting the, the Tantra course, and it got rejected by Facebook. <laughs> that it was violating there. Yeah? So even that already has built into it that it's something to do with sex. Uh, so I had to change the language. So that's how ridiculous it can get. Um, but, but, you know, let's, let's, for, for most people, even on a spiritual path, Tantra implies something to do with the physical form, with the senses, um, even with relationship and so on and so on. Um, and then, the, you know, what comes to mind with non-duality again on a, on a sort of more mainstream generalized um, under, uh, understanding non-duality is about recognizing or understanding that there's nobody here. Uh, <laughs> the world is an illusion. Uh, I am not the body. Um, only consciousness is real. And so it seems as if they are, in opposition or two very different paths. Um, <clears throat> the way that I have experienced it myself, and not by studying classical texts on Advaita or the Tantric way, but a deep immersion into both the tantric way, um, but also the non-dual way. Um, it, 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 for me, really, that, that, that they weren't actually split into two in that sense. But I've come to see it and understand it uh, from both sides of the, the coin, that actually they're not opposites. They're not really 
they have slightly different approaches. But to me, in my direct experience and my understanding, the true essence of both ends up in exactly the same place. And that's why we're offering the, the tantric way of life or the, the way of tantra, the, the tantra of life as part of our, our teaching um, programs. So let's explore what that means. Why are they the same, end up in the same? Yeah, so they 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 have different they're different gateways or pathways, if you like, if we need to use those those terms, as we said at the beginning, two sides of a coin that is, you know, for want of a better term, enlightenment, freedom. You know, freedom from attachment, freedom freedom from or just freedom. So yeah. Yes. Well, they both essentially are about going beyond duality, yes. going beyond the divided state, going beyond I'm here as an individuation, as a finite entity, and then there is everything outside of me. It's going beyond that. It's going actually beyond consciousness or formlessness, the formless, being separate from form. And that's where the misunderstanding is. Mm. Yeah. It's as if Tantra points to form mm. as the gateway to the formless. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. But it has a sticking point. And that sticking point is an attachment unconsciously to the form, the practice that uses the form to get to the formless, the formless being enlightenment or higher consciousness mm. or expanded state of oneness and all of this. So then there is a almost addiction to the practice that uses form, which is with the body, usually through sex. Uh, through, but not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although very often, but not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's working with the chakras and it's working with the senses and it's work working with a sense of separation. Yeah, we, we, we can actually explore that. Yeah. Let's explore that a little bit later. Okay. Yeah, but yes. Yeah. Uh, so there can be an attachment to that practice of the form as the gateway to the formless. Yeah. Um. And then with a more non-dual approach, um, mm. there can be an avoidance of form <laughs> or a denial of form That's because right. we're actually going directly to the realization of the formless consciousness, space, open awareness as the source, yeah, or the constant that is always here, even when form comes and goes. And those can be two sticking points. Now, my personal understanding through my personal experience of awakening, uh, through the many practices that I've been immersed in, and through the teaching that's come from that, is that going beyond duality is the collapse of me 
and everything out there. It's the collapse of consciousness and form being separate or formless and form being separate. It's the understanding and the realization, the energetic, visceral, known, experiential, yeah, understanding that all form arises within form the formless as an expression of the formless. So they're not separate. So to say there's nobody here or the world is an illusion is in some ways misleading. It's not the whole story and, and sets up this kind of denial of the world of form. The thing with Tantra or the tantric way, it's not so much about tantric practices. Yes, yes, yes. I'm really not interested in those as such. Um, because that's where the stickiness is. But actually, the tantric way of life, the tantra of life, is really an energetic opening and intimacy with all things. When that intimacy with all things is a lived experience, then really there's no me and other, yeah, or me and things, or me and life, or me and God even, or even me and consciousness. <laughs> yeah, they all collapse into one, so it's the end of separation. And then it's as if the, the source of all things the ground of all things, which is consciousness, space, open awareness, the light of beingness, the I amness, or even prior to that, just, just this, the isness, permeates all things, permeates all things. And all things are impermanent, but this source is permanent, but they're not separate. (laughs) So this brings a great intimacy and with life itself that doesn't deny anything. Neither does it derive its identity from those things. So that is non-dual. That's the non-dual realization. So would it be, is is it, would would it be, you know, I like things to be wrapped up quite a lot in, in, in nice chunk size sentences. And is it fair to say on a certain level that the tantra of life, as you're talking about it, not the tantric practices, but the tantra of life in the way that you described is the living expression, the living of non-dual realization. That's a very beautiful way to say it. And actually it is. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and actually that was my doorway to awakening. Yeah. It wasn't through the non-dual understanding, but it was through the, I didn't even know it was tantric at the time, but it was for the full immersion, the full 
it's almost like a die. It's so intimate. It's as if you die into everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that, there is this non-dual realization. Huh. You wake up out of separation. You wake up out <clears throat> of the dream. You wake up out of the identity with everything or some things or yeah, whatever appears. You, you, it's emerging. It is emerging. Yes. It's like emerging into the totality. It's emerging into into godness that actually releases the attachment to things. Yeah, because all things are temporary appearances, reflections of that one totality that is formless and yet includes all forms. Um, and it, 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 it is fundamentally a shift in perception, a shift in perception. And that shift brings, um, brings a soft gaze to the experience of life. Yeah, which we could say that's non-dual, <laughs> a soft gaze. We stop being fixated. There's, yeah, but it's also tantric in the sense that many of the tantric practices and the meditations and the contemplations, less the practices that use form, but the contemplations are about softening the gaze. Mm. Yeah. So, yes, it's through the portal of the senses because that's how we can that's the only way we can know things <laughs> yeah we the, the, you know the many appearances we can only know the many appearances through the senses there's no other way of knowing them <laughs> so it is through the doorway of the senses which includes the gaze yeah upon things that we we either get fixated on those things and in being fixated with i we're either grasping or rejecting but when the gaze is very soft literally and energetically it's like an inner gaze as well as an outer gaze it's as if that very narrow myopic fixation comes undone and we we see through the unbounded infinity of the heart, the one heart, the heart of all things. Oh, that's non-dual as well. <laughs> yeah, it's it, the it, end of duality. It is. Can I ask it then about just about non-duality? Because now you've pointed to the heart. Now you've pointed to the sensing experience of this three-dimensional world, which, as you pointed out earlier, is kind of can be denied to a certain extent in the in the in the in the non-dual you know modern contemporary whatever you know seeker who can who can almost deny the visceralness or not not just you know in a way hope or assume that the understanding is enough it's not (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it historically it never really has been enough but in order to do what you said softening the gaze opening the senses if you like and then un, un, undefending the heart 
these things bring up intimacy for people and intimacy is notoriously troublesome to the to the self you know because it brings up vulnerability it brings up fear it brings up all of the kind of cathartic potentially cathartic uh you know areas of life is that necessary is is it is it is 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 it necessary to go through that to embrace those of you know what i'm seeing is what's the what's the point if you can understand it Mm-hmm. With your, with a, with a, I can, and we meet a lot of people who can actually get it, understand it. <clears throat> but is it, is it, is it coming through? Is it being lived? Is it being lived in? No, the... it, it all has to be included. Yes, the non-dual <clears throat> understanding, because it can be pointed to, yeah, awareness, consciousness, uh, the ground of being. Yeah, we can we can point to it. It can be seen. It can be recognized in all circumstances or in meditations and so on. But unless it includes everything that appears in that, which it's going to, mm-hmm. yeah, repressed emotions or suppressed emotions, what hasn't been met, that's the living, the truth of non-duality. Mm-hmm. There's the non-dual understanding if you like or recognition but then that recognition has to filter into the whole being and that becomes tantric so an understanding of what tantra is which is essentially welcoming everything into the spaciousness of being yeah when I say heart, that's really what I mean. Yeah. Heart is the doorway to the spaciousness of being. But rather than going straight to the spaciousness of being <laughs> and pointing to that, which is a very uh, sort of non-dual approach, mm. it's to include everything within that. Yeah. So emptiness and fullness are one. And that requires or invites this soft gaze. When I say soft gaze, I don't mean just through the eyes, but through the whole being, through the whole self on all levels, a softness, a welcomingness. And that includes any emotions that arise, any sensations that arise, vulnerability and, yeah something that feels a little bit dark or scary or yeah in terms of an emotional energetic experience all energies must be met with a soft gaze and then the non-dual understanding can penetrate can filter in and be lived yeah if you like for me it was the other way around it was the tantric way first and then, in that, the non-dual realization came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you say the tantric way, what? Uh, let's just drill in a little bit. I don't like that expression. I'm throwing that out. What when, drill when, in? When you, yeah, when it's a horrible expression. I'm not a <laughs> dentist. <laughs> um, when you say the yeah that, the, the tantric the way, way. The, the tantric way what are you what are you kind of talking about for yourself in the early days or whenever you're you know well give us a kind of flavor of because i know you and i when when i met you and we went embarked on a on a on a tantric program with the, but i think that you're talking about kind of something else i 
well, I think I've just said it, the tantric ah. way, which is the way that I was on, <laughs> just as a way of life, is to allow and welcome everything, to say mm -hmm. yes. Nothing is excluded. No to, emotion, no, no, you know, any inner landscape one might experience. It could be melancholy. That was a very frequent one for me. It could be aloneness. It could be meaninglessness. I mean, for others, it may be sadness. It could be anger. Whatever it is, none of it is out of bounds. None of it is to be rejected. There's a soft gaze upon it all. It doesn't mean that I am that. It means that it just appears, just like the weather appears. But the weather is just as real as the sky, but it's not permanent. Therefore, my soft gaze upon it, yeah, which is intimate, it's tender, it's not rejecting, it's not violent, it's not dividing myself from that, yeah, is the transformation itself, that's what I discovered. It transforms everything into the spaciousness of being because nothing in the world of form, in the world of finite form, because it is finite, lasts. It always changes just as the weather changes from storm to rain, to cloud, to wind, to sun. It's always changing, but its essence is the same. Yeah. Oh my God, I could ask you a million questions. Did you, the, the path of surrender? That's what it is, yes. So did, for you, you as a woman, I know I don't want to get into this business too much, but as a woman, you're talking about uh, the path of surrender that arrived in your life first. And then that path of surrender, which you've just so eloquently spoken to and about, then led you to the realization and, uh, and a particular experience that of, of, of what now is described as a, the non-dual realization. It, is that significant? Because now you're teaching. Is, is this? This is your teaching we're talking about, essentially, right. isn't it? The path of surrender and the, and the realization of the non-dual truth. But if you had come, let's say, to the non-dual realization without having all of that uh, tantric, re the, 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 the path of surrender, then what, I wonder? I know it's a hypothetical, but is, is, is it significant that this has happened to you? Yeah. For the quality of, for the depth, for the, for the holisticness of your teaching? Most likely, I can't absolutely say, but as you, as you speak, uh, and a sort of little sense of what it would have been like if I had been somehow on my path, uh, been pointing, not, not myself, but being pointed to either through what I was reading or uh, through other teachers or whatever to, to to the awareness of awareness 
solely as that, then what comes is is a sense of being disembodied. Or, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Now, n- I'd say that's n- because you're a woman. Oh, possibly, yes. Yes, possibly, yes, absolutely, there is that. But, I mean, I was steeped in meditation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. and that meditation was, was Zen. Yeah. And in that Zen, there is only awareness, the realisation of, of awareness, being aware, and all experiences within that, thoughts, feelings, emotions, would be swinging within that so yeah but in that zen there's no movement and only the awareness of the movement so that is non-dual as well so Mm -hmm. it was both both you see tantra is is intimacy and awareness it's not just intimacy it's not just losing yourself in things in experiences, in emotions, or in relationship. It's not just that. It's that with awareness. Awareness is the still point within that. Awareness is the one that does not move. Awareness perhaps is Shiva. And Devi is asking him, how can I realize that? How can I realize that? And he offers her through these tantric meditations, doorways in the everyday life, through the breath, through the movement, through the mundane, through the profane, doorways to this realization. So it is non-dual. It is awareness. And my experience, and I'm not a great uh, uh, student of classical texts or scriptures, that's not where I've come from, but my uh some understanding and knowledge that I have of the Vigyan Bara of Tantra, which is the, the text of the 112 tantric meditations that were originally given um, from Shiva to Devi, which are the two aspects of male and female, are not just body-centered. No, no. There are many meditations mm. in there that point to awareness. Yeah. And what comes and goes and not being identified with that. And I think those are in some ways unknown, lesser known meditations. When I have dived into to some degree that, that, that text, I was surprised and rather heartened by the fact that these are not just a series of tantric movement, uh, sexual, uh, relationship, masculine, feminine type practices. Some, yes, but not all. Many of them are focused on seeing the world come and go. Yeah. Seeing yeah. the body come and go. Yeah. Meditations <clears throat> on death, impermanence, yeah. awareness, yeah. sky nature. Well, in some ways, they're Zen practices, if we want to call yeah. them that. So it all kind of merges into one, because ultimately that's what it's about, the realization of who I am, what I am. But that doesn't deny the form. And where tantric, the tantric way, if you like, becomes valuable in in everyday life or on the 
the path of seeking freedom or self-realization or enlightenment is is that place that you mentioned, Kavi, which is where non-dual realization or the awareness of awareness filters in to the lived experience. <clears throat> so that's where an inner transformation takes place. Um, and especially in the context of how to be with difficult emotions, mm. because that's the challenge for many people on a spiritual mm, yes. path or not on a spiritual path, mm. um, <laughs> is how to be with difficult emotions. Because there is so much suppression and rejection and denial and bypassing and fixing and all of that that goes on in ordinary life and on the spiritual, the path. spiritual path. It's yes, the same. So yeah. the tantric way, the tantric approach and understanding that energetically, viscerally as a lived experience is valuable in that because that's Beautiful. the only way that yeah. that which appears to be so unwelcome, yeah. that which appears to be a threat, that which has been suppressed but now wants to appear because everything wants to come wants home. Wants to come That's home. the yeah. only way that that can be transformed into the light of beingness. Yeah, and then there's therapy and self-help and positive thinking and all of that which is still trying to fix it, change it, and that doesn't work. So this tantric way, if we really understand it and practice it and live it, not through the textbook, but through the lived experience, which I hope is what we're offering, yes. a gateway, a doorway, an invitation, exactly yeah. a taste of that. We yeah. call it a series of meditations, but it's not really mm. that. It's an invitation and a teaching within within that, just using a meditation, a particular specific one, as the as the the foundation for it yeah and then a wow. discourse and an exploration and an inquiry into how this is lived what does that mean it's not just a yeah. practice how no, is it lived all, no. this changes everything that's this exactly is, right yeah, this yeah. is the non-dual the living of non-dual non-dual freedom awakening in in the midst of everyday life it's the end of suffering i i can't <laughs> i can't i can't speak <clears throat> more highly of what you just said in my humble experience what you just said is absolutely on on the button really it really is because it's that path of you know as any awareness filters in the path of saying yes to it the path of saying yes softening those hard edges how else do we do it because it it can't a non-dual understanding awareness cannot remain uh, separate from the lived experience it just can't because it just it doesn't it doesn't do any service it just retains itself as an as an understanding and then it gets met and challenged by the everyday life and so it has to be met consciously consciously softly and 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 the other thing that i uh, i was i was animated by what you were saying was that the 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 misunderstanding of the marginalizing of this tantra of life into the this human obsession with sex you know 
and just, oh, well, that's it. You know, send, let's send it down that road of either I'm obsessed with it or I'm not obsessed with it and I'm secretly obsessed with it. And to corral the, the vastness of this tantra, tantra, the tantra of life into this tiny little channel of sexual obsession is, 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 puerile on a certain level. I mean, it works for some. I know there are some major practices out there that, that do, that do that and fair play. But for everybody to just jump to this knee jerk reaction that when we talk of anybody talks of the tantra of life, that you're just somehow talking about this sex thing is, is, is idiotic. It's ridiculous. And this blows a hole in that because it is much faster. It's a vast way of being in the world that doesn't deny the world, says yes to it all. In order to find God, you must welcome everything. And that was Tagore. And I don't know whether he was a tantric teacher, but that's a tantric statement. It is. And and, and the the paradox, as always there's a paradox, is that when, when you say yes to everything, It's as if the world disappears in you in the sense that it disappears, it comes home, it dissolves it yeah, in, into the spaciousness of being that, that you are, which means that you're no longer tormented by the world, attached to the world, Deriving your identity from the world, trying to control the world. And when I say the world, that means everything that's part of your life and your experience and so on. You're not defined by the world or, or, or defined even by your experience of your life. Whereas in the unconscious state, let's say, uh, that's where, pe- you know, one is identified from that. And, and that's a, that's a source of torment, torment, source of suffering, a source of agitation and, and so on. But it's, it's, it, it all just dissolves into that which you are essentially, which is the sky, which is the open awareness. That's where it becomes non-dual. So it's not an attachment to the sensorial ecstasy of let's say some of these more conventional uh, uh, tantric practices where there there is often uh, uh, a sort of, well, let's say an attachment to or an addiction to or a reliance on that ecstatic expansion. Ah, yes. Which, yeah, which whether that's dance or whether that's breath work or whether that's uh, tantric sex practices. Yes, beautiful. And it can give us a sense of something beyond this boundary, but it doesn't end there. It begins there. And when it begins there and goes through that, you go beyond duality and actually that, that, uh, tool or that method or that form falls away. Mm. You don't need to dance to feel ecstatic. You don't need to have a tantric uh, sexual interaction, breathwork, meditation in order 
to feel expanded into the oneness. Yeah. You don't need any of that because you are that. Yeah. And it stops being ecstatic. It becomes ordinary. But that ordinariness is the living of the non-dual freedom. Yeah. You're not defined it, uh, by any of that. Yeah. It's a, it, it is a, <clears throat> I mean, dare I say, a, a, tre- a treacherous, both paths, all paths are treacherous. I think we could establish that. Yeah, because of, because of the tendency on the path that you're talking about mm-hmm. to become hooked on the <clears throat> on the boat that gets you to the shore, and a little less interested in just hanging out on the shore because there might not be anything there or something. <laughs> so you get attached to that. And as you said at the beginning, you know the the, the te- there's a tendency, or there can be, of dissociation in the in the in the non-dual realization when it when it doesn't enter you know in in this kind of way so so yes <laughs> what you just said <laughs> is 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 absolutely right is this um if i were to say to you uh to be in the world but not of the world that's right that's is that right. it that's it you're in the world absolutely intimate with what is appearing there's no denial there's no rejection, there's no resistance, whatever experience it is. And that experience is perceptual, sensorial, uh, emotional, energetic, direct felt sense. This is your experience. It's absolutely intimate. And in that intimacy, what happens in intimacy in that way, you're not standing back, labeling Mm. it, naming it, interpreting it. It's so intimate that it's just, just this. Yeah. We can't put a name to it unless we, we need to functionally. <laughs> oh, that's a cup. I'm going to pick it up. But, you know, it's just all right here. Mm. Um, but that intimacy, yeah, which is you're in the world and the world is in you. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But you're not of it. You're not. Your sense of identity, who you are, what you are, is not derived from that. Yeah. So then if it's what we might call, and and here we're naming it, but we have to just for this conversation, something that you might name if you stood back as unwanted, Mm. difficult emotion, (laughs) yeah, Loss, maybe we can, yeah, mm. all relate to that or sense of aloneness or solitude. Yeah. Or it might be something ecstatic, very pleasurable, uplifting. You're not deriving your sense of self from either of those. That's not who you are. That's not what you are. Because all of that comes and goes. All of that is finite, impermanent, and is an appearance of the one appearing as a separate finite thing, but it's not, it's still an appearance within. Yeah. So it's duality within non-duality. Yeah. But we're not deriving our identity from it. So it's intimate. Yeah. Just as the sky is intimate with the weather, then they don't seem to be separate and sky over there and weather over there. The weather is an appearance of sky 
But sky itself, sky nature, never changes. Yeah. So it it, it uh it it <clears throat> I can see why it's almost easier to try and escape the world through the detachment of non-dual realization or understanding whichever one, because actually the world and its vicissitudes and its emotions and its triggers and its hotspots is, is treacherous. And Everything so, is treacherous. And so, well, it is. <laughs> it's treacherous to the self, and the self is, you know, is 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 almost the thing that has to navigate itself through the through through this through the marketplace. And so, there are many who get caught in that. Well, I've no, I've seen this. I see that, and I understand. I actually get it, you know, sort of thing, you know. And then there's the aversion to the world, as as the biggest questions we get are: How do I do that? Have you got any tips? Or what is the answer to this bit? Or you know, this bit has triggered me, and I don't know what to do. You know, we 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 kind of have that a lot because it's the salient point. Because actually, the biggest dilemma is not the undue the non-dual realization the biggest dilemma is how does that convert how does that become the lived experience Mm. and there's no avoiding it that's the thing you can transcend all you like and stay in the cave but at some point i remember the story the guy who's in india of 15 years got a got his visa and he found bliss in the meditation cave and then his visa ran out and he had to go back to the passport office and in the passport office they closed the door on him really early and he hit the roof and he freaked out and that's 15 years of meditation (laughs) was it lost i don't know it's a tantric experience of going into the world how does Mm. this become a kind of lived experience and so that's what i see that's what i'm affirming is the value of 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 paying attention to this of living this and it can be called the tantric yeah the tantric way it can be called the tantric way because it gives it a flavor and way of softening into life mm. and allowing life to soften into us so that this whole idea of separate the rigid separate self kind of starts to melt really i think if we if we if one actually really looks into non-dual teachings especially as they're offered in the mm contemporary world i'm I'm not talking so much about advaita perhaps uh, um you know the the classical advaita but if we look at more contemporary non-dual teachers which may have arisen out of advaita or end up in advaita but let's say the more contemporary non-dual teachings if you really really look into them most of them do have a deep knowing understanding of this uh, inclusion that we're talking about. They may not directly speak to it. What happens is that people, individuals on the path who come into those non-dual teachings, that's where the sticking place is. That's where the misunderstanding usually is because there'll be a glimpse 
and then they'll get stuck in that glimpse mm. and the denial of the rest of it. But if you actually go to the, if we could call it the the source, or you know, of of those non dual te- uh, teachings, as in the one who is offering them, their lived experience, I would say, is tantric. Most of them, mm. not all, not all. There are some extreme non dualists. And even then, I would say that in their actual personal lived experience, it's inclusive. It's just that what's portrayed or presented through the teachings can tend to be one-sided. And that's where the sticking point is. Yeah. Why that is, I don't really know. It becomes a thing. It becomes... uh In some ways, it's easier to talk, <laughs> to well, speak that's what of I'm, yeah. that... Very clear cut, uh, non dual knowing, understanding, recognition, and not including the human experience because it gets quite nuanced, complex, um, uh, treacherous. Yes, <laughs> to actually be able to speak to that in a in a clear and valuable way. Now again, not so. It, it, all of that is is part of it, and then the 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 tantric way tends not to be so uh, prominent or prevalent, because that also has its problems. As we said, you just mention the word tantra, and suddenly there's this idea of what it is and what it's not, and and blah blah. So. The, I, perhaps this conversation is valuable in 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 bringing it all together and going deeper than the surface understanding or the surface meaning of those terminologies. <laughs> yes, I, I I think you're uh, very generous and and in a good way to <clears throat> to the to the non-dual scene if you like. <laughs> I do I do because I think you're 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 right. I think that there's a truth in what you're saying. And it becomes the 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 easiest conversation in a sense is you know human beings like to talk and like to debate and like to understand the 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 idea in a way that understanding and it does get us a long way but understanding is is it can it itself can end up being the boat that gets you to the shore and then so there's you're still stuck on the boat <laughs> or the boat of understanding there's the boat of the body and there's the boat of understanding if i just understand a little more i'll get it and then i'll be mm-hmm. able to get to the shore and so this this kind of the path of understanding is while beautiful is also treacherous mm. I mean, you know, if anything or anyone or any sort of <clears throat> vibration or or frequency of of or fragrance of of a teaching uh, has penetrated me and my life, then it would be Osho. Mm. Not that he spoke directly of non-duality i never heard him say the word non-dual mm-hmm. <laughs> he spoke of awareness he spoke of meditation but he spoke of love uh he spoke of tantra he spoke of all of it and all of it was about transcendence if you like transcendence of the human condition of the unconscious state the you know, and so on and so on um 
But the whole essence of it, even though it didn't use uh, conventional spiritual language, was transcendence through allowing everything. Mm. Yeah? Allowing everything. Emotions, energies, experiences. So it's, it's the merging of love, not the love of another, but simply love. The unconditional acceptance of what is, but with awareness, with stillness. So that brings uh, a non-attachment to appearances, to things, to others, to ideas, to concepts, to the self. But he didn't speak in in non-dual terms as such. And yet that merging of what I know or understand to be the tantric way, the yes to life, the yes to what is. Nothing is in some ways higher or lower. Mm. And this pristine awareness that doesn't move the world comes and goes within that 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 kind of it's not an understanding but that energetic i don't know what to call it fragrance frequency which i was immersed in for quite some time i think that's what did it really mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly the uh, my limited experience of the active meditations of of Osho's the dynamic, the Kundalini, you know, and the the more peripheral ones that had some catharsis in them, you know, that had wildness in them, that had freedom, that had yeah, emptying emptying shaking up and emptying and i was a novice in those days in many ways not with osho but you know uh later uh, uh and uh um, and my experience of that was extraordinary the active meditations because they're tantric they're tantric in the sense of you need know, the body using the body but always ending up in the utter silence of this meditation, which I have to say, he was some kind of genius who knew that at least the Western psyche needed to be shaken up, needed to cathart, needed an environment where it could scream and wail or whatever it was, you know, or dance or fling oneself about, but then held in the bowl because then, and there would be this silence and it was the mm. most effortless, exquisite meditation of union of awareness and knowing of union that I was, that any meditation ever got me to. And it was just effortless. It was just, mm. it was just there. It was there. I hadn't been there. It was there waiting for me. And, and, and that was a, an exquisite experience for me, mm. you know, for the, for, for under, getting, getting that. And that's, that's, to me, that's Tantra. That's, that's, that was that particular expression of, of Tantra. I think we could also say that the tantric way or the tantra of life is 
the end of resistance <clears throat> to what is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tantra is about either through softening the gaze or, you know, movement, chaotic movement, letting go, or whatever it might be, or, um, is about dissolving the boundary, dissolving the boundary between yeah. the defended me, which can either be a physical defended me, mm. an emotional defended me, a psychological mental defended me, yeah. And what appears in my experience, it's ending that boundary. So it's the end of resistance. Yeah. So these practices, some of them are designed to, 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 to dissolve that boundary somewhat energetically. But then it doesn't stop there. Then we, we live as that. Yeah. We bring that into everything. And that is the path of surrender. Yes. Surrender to what is. It's the surrender of the mind, the grasping mind or the grasping self that says, no, this can't be happening. It shouldn't be happening. It mustn't be happening. Well, it is. It is. Yeah. So this softens the whole gaze on all levels, <laughs> the way of being. Um, Excellent. That's very beautiful. I would also say that you know, in in in, in relational terms, to bring it back to the the everyday, you know, I believe that you and I have a have an extraordinary non dual tantric relationship. That's that, that it's my that's my best way of kind of describing what happens with with you and I because there's obviously you know it's steeped in a surrender it's steeped in non-resistance mm. but it also is you know is is for me anyway for the the i don't know a lived non-dual awareness i mean here we are we 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 love each other with with in an unlimited kind of way knowing that each form is destined to dissolve and that we have right. to meet that we have to face that and we do face that with a loving tear in the eye knowing that we're temporary that this moment is temporary that this podcast is temporary that this relationship has its has its a fragrance in eternity but as the two beings that we are it's already toast in that that's sense right. and, and and if that's not a tantric way then i don't really know what is Yes, it's not a, it's not the tantra of ecstasy or needing to practice anything in order to feel a union with each other. It's the end. That's why it's non-dual. It's the end of needing to do something in order to feel oneness or union. Oneness, there is no union because it's already one. <laughs> it's already yeah. one prior to the two forms appearing. <laughs> and when the two forms stop appearing, it's already that. Mm. So it's, it's, um, it's not the oneness of two forms trying to feel oneness with each other. There is nothing but the one. Mm. And within that one, there's an appearance, which I might 
label, name, Cavi, <laughs> to make it easier to operate in this world. And there's an appearance called Amoda, which we'll call her that in order to be able to operate in this world. But essentially, they're just appearances, temporary, <laughs> dancing, moving within the one. So I don't need to feel oneness or union with anything because I'm never separate from that. Mm. You, as an appearance, appear in me. Me, as an appearance, appears in you. And all of it is the one. So in that sense, it's tantric and non-dual. And the surrender is not to each other. Yeah. Very often that's the idea of tantra in relationship, that somebody surrenders to somebody. Mm-hmm. We're not surrendering to anybody. This is nothing to do with the form. Mm-hmm. It's about the realization that all forms appear in the one, dancing in eternity until the dance stops. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not it's, surrender to, <clears throat> it's surrender of. <laughs> it's all. It's, it's, yeah. And love is such a thing, my dear. That's yes. Love is made of such things. This is yes. why. It is so exquisite. And uh, and with that, I think we are drawn drawn this this conversation to a close, correct? Correct. We'll Good. be putting this out, this 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 podcast, which has been an absolute delight. And I have missed them for the last month or so, whatever they whatever time it has been, because it's always such a pleasure talking with you in this way. And um, we'll be putting this podcast out if you're interested in jumping onto the Tantra, Tantra meditation program. I highly uh, recommend it. Um, you'll find it through Amoda's website, uh, com. Go to events and you'll find it there somewhere. Otherwise, um, nothing more to say from us. Uh, we bid you adieu, farewell. And uh, thank you for listening to our our uh, conversation. And uh, we hope to see you again. I will definitely not be so long before the next uh, the next juicy deep dive. I'll see to it. I'll make sure. Crack the whip. <laughs> All right, Amoda. All thank right, you so beautiful. Much. Thank you. I'll, I'll see you downstairs, of course, as our cliches go. And I'm a bit bored with that one. I'll see you everywhere. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Take care, everyone, and uh, be well. Look after yourself. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Namaste.